Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of the IMO fucking podcast. Well, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all doing well. I'm full of energy because I am drinking a Coke right now and I am enjoying the sugar rush, guys. And uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the sugar rush. Um, you know, sometimes you can variate it. You could do cocaine. Um, nicotine is a good one. Um... Well, it's caffeine. I mean, there's caffeine and coke, so I'm getting best both worlds, the sugar and the caffeine. Anyways, out of the cringe sort of situation. How you guys been? I've been fine. I've been well and dandy, well accustomed to my lifestyles as a human being. The unis, the comedies, the podcasts, the spirituality, the well-being, the health. Yeah, apart from my... um. A nerve infringements on both of my elbows. I'm doing rather fine, really. Thank you for asking. Oh man, I really fucking crave a cigar now that I'm talking about that accent. I want, I want, I want to try out Michael Jordan's favorite cigar, uh, the Particus Lusitania, which is uh, like at least ninety minutes long, and it's always nice to have a ninety minute long sort of cigar. Um. Last time I had cigars was with my friend Patrick, who should have been the guest this week, but yeah, he's ill. I don't think it's the corona. Hopefully it ain't the rona. If it is the rona, I hope he's good. But apparently he's recovering, so it ain't the rona. Um, speaking of the rona, stock up on your VD, vitamin D. VD for sure, not the STD. A, that's like spoken word poetry. Um... Stock up on that. Uh, what else? Uh, get your vitamin C, your zinc. Get that ZMA for sleep. It helps out a lot. 5-HTP. All these motherfuckers, they all help. They all fucking help. 5-HTP is the building block for serotonin. So, pretty fucking good. I'm happy. I don't know why I'm happy. I don't know. Maybe it's the meditation. Maybe it's a lot of stuff. I've got so much work behind me, but I'm still fucking happy. Um... Tell you why I'm happy. It's payday today. It's always nice to be paid. It's always nice to be uh, rich for five seconds. <laughs> you know what payday is. You're like, oh, fuck, I was rich 10 seconds ago. <laughs> gotta pay the bills. Gotta pay for that phone contract. Gotta pay for all that shit. Speaking of phone contracts, I got the new iPhone, bitches. You guys remember from the previous episodes, I said that my iPhone broke my iPhone 6S, which I've had for six years, actually. Uh, and now I have the iPhone 12. Um, isn't that a beauty? Isn't the world a beautiful place with an iPhone 12? Got the iPhone 12, bought that moose, the mouse, or whatever the fuck, these covers that you see advertisements of every now and then. Pretty good. The cover's really nice. It has a SIM, another an extra SIM on the inside, and the little key for the for the thing in my bob to open up the SIM that you can, like a storage unit. And they have their own screen protectors. Yeah, this looks nice. The uh, ability to abdicate the screen protectors is pretty cool. It is, it's, yeah, I like it. I like it. I think I like it. I like it a lot. And the iPhone 12 is just great. It's just better to get a new phone. I treat phones like cars. And, like, I have to take care of them. Uh, and eventually, I know they'll get cheaper throughout the years. And then I'll just... Keep it in good quiet, good condition until it becomes vintage. Uh, but by the time my phone becomes vintage, it's like, oh my god, it's been like 120 years. <laughs> People use my things. I mean, how long has the Game Boy been out for? And now that that's considered like something that's meant four years. 
something that will be mint condition due to the the increasing uh, rate of new products that come out stuff will become more in mint condition than you actually think like maybe a brand new ps2 costs quite a bit at the moment um yeah it'll be cool to see it but then the price will sell down afterwards but then again i got the iphone 12 i got it in the cool color which is the blue and I really like the, the the geometrical shape of the phone, if that's what you say. I mean, yeah, I ain't no MKBHD. MKBHD. Marquesa Brownie. Mm-hmm. Sipping my Coke. Um, yeah, man, it's fucking great. I've had a cool week. I bought. Um, I just bought the uh, Richard Pryor. But I was speaking to someone. Speaking. Uh, speaking to someone on my Discord who's an American. Uh, her name is Pimp on Discord. Um. I don't, but you need the number or anything else that you can add up. Uh, and then she can always refuse you. Um, but, oh, uh, yeah, and then she was like a massive Richard Pryor fan. And I always thought, is it some, the album, the Richard Pryor album, is it something I said? The eulogy bit, which is the opening bit, is arguably the most powerful comedy bit I have ever witnessed or heard. I don't think any comedy bit is able to rival the Richard Pryor eulogy bit. It's, uh, listen, just fantastic. Just go on YouTube, it's available. Go on any music streaming platform. If you're listening to this on Spotify, it's available on there. Go do yourself a favor and listen to Richard Pryor's eulogy bit. It is absolutely fucking hilarious. And to this day, it's the most powerful opening joke ever. Like, it puts, it makes, it makes the Dave Chappelle opening joke, Sticks and Stones, like a pishy caca. But then again, that guy starts out, Dave Chappelle starts out. So I had this argument with that same person. Not an argument, but the debate. Has Dave Chappelle surpassed Pryor? And it's like, you can't compare them to because Pryor is more of a theater act. Like, obviously, yeah, yeah, Dave Chappelle's a great theater act and the way he controls the crowd. But even he said himself in that David Lerman interview on Netflix, he was like, uh, Chappelle said, I'm, I'm always more of a club act than I've somehow managed to navigate through the television. And he's more comfortable in clubs. You see that in the the, the bird song, uh, and equanimity special. You know when he's in the comedy store, he's more comfortable. And he always sits down and smokes a cigarette. You just give him time. Whereas prior, it's like boom, boom, boom. It's like that fast fucking pace. Granted, I firmly believe that if they'll both give me the equal amount of of of. Uh, of value for money, they'll both give me. I love how I'm just decreasing them to a product like these two icons. But in terms of like, they both give me an equal amount of joy if I see them live. But if I was to have my money on who would give me the more or less within a matter of 10 minutes, um, I would have to give that money to Richard Pryor because his pace and his style that's the only difference between Pryor uh, and Chappelle, you know, that's the only difference I, I can see. And that's why there's a comparison there. But Equally, they're both great. I don't know which one is better. Funnier, it obviously has to be prior because of the life he lived. But insight and funny and just personality and likability, they're equal. It, 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 that's obviously, you know, if you're a comedian, funnier is always the best. Not really. Funnier isn't always the best when it comes to comedy. That's why there's so many one-liner comedians out there in the circuit. And Jimmy Carr is the only one-liner comedian that is successful you know you know what i mean I've, I've, i'm in the london comedy circuit and there's so many one-liner comedians and jimmy carr is the only one that i can scream of and say oh he's, he's, he's the king of one-liners 
in the UK. So it's it, there's something else as well. And if you combine all those qualities, you get a Mountain Rushmore like comedians like Richard Pryor and Dave Chappelle. Um, so it's the Is It Something I Said album. And then I found it in a mint condition on eBay just today. And then I gave him best offer £23, £4 postage, which is, you know, good for that price. And I don't even own a record player. I just bought the vinyl because uh, you know, I thought it would be cool to post on Instagram. Um, which, by the way, is Yusuf101. USIF 101 hit me a follow um and I bought it and I'm excited I still want to buy a skateboard I feel like I should buy a skateboard because uh I think it's a great exercise in the morning I really like it um, but I think I'll really enjoy it just you know that that video of the guy drinking ocean spray and and singing to Fleet Moot Mac while he's on a high on a skateboard really made the fuck out of me. I'm such a basic bitch. I know it. Leave me alone, motherfuckers. But I've always contemplated on a skateboard, but like the good ones is just too expensive at the moment. But for like good parts and trucks and all of that. But you want a good one because then it will last. It's more like a spend the big bucks in order to spend less bucks in the future sort of situation. The value for return. In, the, in in economic terms or in, I don't know, in intellectual, intellectual, just the value for the money in in financial terms as much about. Um, so yeah, that was my day. Played Apex, lost a lot, um, was just drained. Didn't drink my tea, which is not nice in the morning. Was meant to do some uni readings, but I'll just do that at seven. Need to buy, uh, if you guys don't know, the birthday of the Prophet Muhammad is soon. And my family does a secret Santa sort of thing over there. And I need to buy a gear for the secret Santa. Now, I'm not going to say who it is, but I already know what they want. Because they have been telling me they want it for a while. And I know what they want, you know. So, i got to go do that. And then go to a gig on Thursday. I've been gigging. I've had the pleasure of having three gigs so far after quarantine which is just a blessing man uh, for for a beginner comedian it's just tough to go out there and get like a standard open mic gig considering how many established comedians are occupying the 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 gigs you know like i was on monday i had a gig with with uh, with uh, lewis schaefer who is apparently who is he, he's a new york comedian looks like jeffrey epstein like a spinning image uh, you can see a picture of... Well, I'll, I'll tell you later. And then... Um, spitting image. Looks like Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Louis Schaefer. And he has this Monday night comedy gig where it feels more like a workshop where you perform. But also he can heckle you and the other people the crowd can heckle you in order to improve the joke. Which is always great. So, uh, like, I've always avoided, like, workshop sort of things. And this didn't feel like a workshop because it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be the superstar. It is more like, oh, these guys are the real deal. Because I was around, like, two-time Fringe Award winner. Fucking hilarious. Absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, some guy named Ed. I forgot his surname, but he's he's fucking funny. Too funny. All of them were funny. And then another guy and then some American lady who used to teach English in, in uh, Beijing. And then Louis Schaefer and the the coordinator was there, and um, it was it's the, everybody there was funny, like way you funnier than me. But it, the award was more about. Eventually, it was my turn at the end, and uh, if you don't know, the last one is usually like a headliner, and it put pressure on me to be the last person because I'm I never 
I wasn't even the headliner, but it just the mentality of like, oh, usually in the comic is the last one is the headliner, he gets more time. But I didn't get more time. It was 10 minutes for each person. And then eventually got out into, I spoke for 25 minutes, just, you know, keeping the interests of the crowd for 25 minutes because obviously they were replying back and they wanted to ask me questions. It wasn't mainly about the the material because it was the, the, the annoying part. I didn't say all the material I wanted to prepare to say, which sort of defeats the 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 trial and an error process of developing jokes but it ended up ended up going into an interesting story and then which i don't want to say just because i don't know i'm not i'm not comfortable saying it on the podcast but um i was comfortable on the crowd so maybe maybe if you see me live in the future you probably hear the story um so yeah that happened uh and then uh last gig and then everybody voted me as uh act of the night which was not everybody but i just won the majority vote which very much surprised the fuck out of me because so many people were funny and then the award was a, a tesco reduced which is um which is uh basically like reduced because it's nearing expired tesco you of boiled eggs yeah i was surprised even the award is funny and that just, uh, at the start, I was like, I didn't, I wasn't funny. I didn't develop the material. I didn't say the material I wanted. I was so angry. I was so like, not angry, but I was like, I don't deserve this, like guilt tripping. Um, and then I, uh, thank God I recorded it on my phone and then I listened to it and uh, spoke for 25 minutes, managed to maintain their interest somehow, some way. And that's enough of a blessing. And I was, became so proud and giddy about it, you know? But at the start, I was like, I don't deserve this. The guy, I voted for Ed, and Ed deserved it as well. And then there was an Irish guy who also deserved it way more as well. I forgot the name of the Irish guy. But who knows, man? That's the... I ended up being the winner. Which is uh, just, you know, just just for for third gig, 19th gig overall. And for it being the third gig after quarantine, it's great to see that that muscle of maintaining the interest of the crowd there, you know. And it wasn't it wasn't that many people, so it wasn't like the laughter could hypnotize the crowd in order to focus. It was just eight comedians all sat next to each other performing, you know. Um. So yeah, that happened on Monday, and then the Tuesday. Um, Monday as well. I did. I had a. I had a sort of uh, a, a seminar, which made me decide what my essay on that module is going to be, which is going to be the effectiveness of 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 uh, civil uh, of civil riots, like a peaceful riot, the effectiveness of it and how effective they are. Um, so, which is funny because that's like the only seminar I attended and the only reading I did for that module because I decided, holy fuck, I need to hurry up and then I'm going to read the rest during reading, which is coming up soon and then uh so from that i just found out that oh i'm going to do an essay on this subject and there is an essay question about it and so what i need to do now is do the further readings and work on the essay and eventually get into a sort of a a first hopefully you know and then uh on tuesday i had also a seminar about uh about just uh comparative political economy but the other one was riots and civil wars and all that shit the, uh, the Tuesday one was on uh, on uh, a comparative political economy. I didn't read. I haven't like I'm I'm on week five and I'd never haven't done any of the readings for it. I'll read them back during reading week. 
but yeah, so and then that was interesting. And then uh, the one I've kept up the most with on is on Thursday tomorrow at one o'clock. I just need to do the readings. I like the I like the lecturer as well, Doctor Vossing. Um, so that's the union. And Thursday I've got a gig as well. Uh, the gig before that on Thursday I I I bombed. I bombed heavily. Like I ate so much shit. There was this really, you guys remember from the previous episodes, there was this really junk joke that I wrote and I got really excited about. And I was, I don't know if it, the joke is not funny or I just didn't deliver it properly, but I just, I just got too scared. And then, you know, sometimes you're just too excited for this one thing and then you're like, oh, fuck, it's too long of a joke anyway. And uh, it just bombed, it bombed, even though I ran it through my friends, but it turns out some of the material was like, Ugh. Makes the crowd want to cringe. Despite, you know, your friends. It, it was my mistake for thinking that my friend's opinion about the joke would be universal. But it's, it's, uh, I don't know. He did warn me, I think, about it. So I don't know. I don't remember fairly. But yeah, that, that was on Thursday. Ate, ate shit. Just ate shit. Which is a shame because the coordinator for the act. It was the same act I did on my on my first ever gig coming back. Uh, the the uh, uh, it was the same venue, Love Comedy at the Shakespeare Pub, um, in Barbican. Um, it was the same act. It was no, it was the same venue, but a different MC. The main MC, Joe Baines, was doing Up the Creek at the Blackout. Um, and the one time where the MC is there, because I always try and impress the MC with my jokes, because then he will just let me on, out of random, and agree to keep me there. Um. But Joe Baines is a nice guy. So hopefully I'll be able to redeem myself this Thursday and prove to him that I can be funny. Because I, I killed it on the first Thursday I was there. The second Thursday was me trying out this really long joke. Uh, granted, it was like a preparation on my part because I was like, fuck it. Let me just do this. Because I just I just needed to keep that muscle. There's no way. Uh, I'm going to let that muscle uh, uh, atrophy. Atrophy. Um, so that happened. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I was speaking to my friend on Discord, and then he asked a very interesting question about the stepsister bullshit in the porn industry. Like, do gay does gay porn have stepbrother? <laughs> like, why do we need stepsister porn? Like, just why stepmom, stepsister? Just say one man fucks woman. That's it. That's what we need. But no, it has to be stepsister and all that fucking bullshit. Um. Well, and then the vaccine news as well. I've got this. I called my friend yesterday. Like the vac. This is a joke I'm going to try on on the stage. Uh, vaccine news and all that bullshit. Like it's taken slow time for the coronavirus vaccine. Like who knew that the real life Avengers would be uh, really, really, really slow? Like <laughs> who would have known? Who would have known? And then um, I have a joke about f- friends, the ability to make friends, because it's like, yeah, go with artists, but then most of their art I don't understand. Like, well, I had this friend who made a short film about some confusing shit, uh, where she she lights up a matchstick and puts it in her mouth, and then I found it hilarious. Uh, and there's the it's like a, a visual poem called Matchstick, and I just found it funny. This is a funny video, in my opinion, not. Not to insult, Corona. Not to insult, 
not to insult my friend i just found the video funny I'm, i don't mean to insult him i'm sure it, it, this everybody liked it and i liked it for, for for the humoristic reason of the video where she instead of putting a cigarette in her mouth she puts a lit up matchstick and i was like oh that's funny that's just that's very like old school uh jerry lewis sort of humor and uh, then i was like this is okay fucking hilarious on my on my story and then she emails me and then it's like she's it's about rape it's about rape awareness well couldn't you just say hey don't rape <laughs> wouldn't that be more effective why do you have to make like some weird visual poem where it's like there's nothing rapey about it <laughs> Well, I guess maybe the, the, the tortured woman and then the rewind of it. But it's not even rape. She's just like, oh, fuck, I, I, she's touching her face. And I'm, wouldn't it be easier to just say, hey, don't rape, rather than go through that whole film? Like, I don't get artists. I really don't. I don't, I don't consider stand-up as an art. I consider it more as a craft and I refuse. Uh, because then it becomes where I where I include personal details in my life without... If I, if I could, Chappelle considers it an art. I just don't. I consider it more of a craft because anyone can develop a five minute act if they a solid five minute act, go on TV, and then that's it. You're, you're, you're a, if that's your limit, now you can be, you're a, you're a opening act for some big comedian, you know? Mm. So it's a craft. It's not, it's not an art. Maybe the, the, the sort of organization of words, but then. That's still a craft. Organization words and literature books, that's an art. But stand-up, I never really consider it an art. It's more of a craft. Um, uh, what is it? What am I thinking of? Yeah, like, I never... Like, just artist friends can't really relate to them. It's, and then, like... And then, so... Normal, happy-go-lucky guys, I'm like... Ugh. You're too fake for me. You're too too happy for me. And then the fashion guys, I'm like, oh, why the fuck would you want to dress like a like a junior ISIS recruit with your black vest and all all that shit? And then and then like then okay, go for the press work. But there's something funny about the press work is they're all like smokers. They could, the, the the appealing thing about the press work is that they're genuine because nobody would be like, oh yeah, I'm fucking bipolar. I am fucking sad. Oh oh Nobody would want to fake that. I mean, obviously, there's people that fake it, but like, do you can sense if it's fake? Like, if I have strong emotional awareness of people and I can sense fakeness easily. And then they're like, you know, the funny thing about them is like, it's always, have you got a fag? Have you got a cigarette? Have you got a fag? Have you got a cigarette? Have you got a fag? Have you got a cigarette? It's like, listen, if you're going to kill yourself, at least be organized about it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> And then, and then, and then they, t- some, most of this gang is white for some reason. And then they tell you some of the most horrifying stories. Listen, I'm Arabic. I'm, it's not allowed to have a white person have a more traumatic story than you. <laughs> so I just leave that group. I ain't allowing that shit. That's an insult to, 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 to colonization, to, 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 to gentrification. That's an insult. For a white person to have a more traumatic story than me. Mm. So, yeah. That's it. I have trouble fitting in with people. And then the friends I choose, they're like, eh, they're just, they're an open canvas, I guess. They're a person that, their canvas hasn't been finished. You know what I mean? 
but I guess that's with everybody's friends. You can never like, is the canvas full? Is is has it become a painting with you, your friends? Or, or or is there like oh there's so many brushes left to complete the 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 art that is that personifies your friends? For me, they're open canvases because they're always in. They're not like they're not interesting, but it's like there's something about the friends that I have where it's like there's more brushes to this and I'm going to stay until I see a, a finished art piece and hopefully that finished art piece will, won't be finished until their death and then I'll, I'll, and that means I'll stay for the, for the ride or maybe I'll die before them you know, hopefully I'll die before them um, so that, those are the type of friends I, I root for and I don't know if you guys feel that um, so yeah well, that's that's the life. That's the way. That is the way. Have you guys seen the Mandalorian? Yo, Mandalorian is fucking lit. That is the way. <laughs> Mandalorian, get some Disney Plus and watch the Mandalorian. That shit's lit. I think I spoke about it last episode, but I finished. I said, "Oh man, I'm pretty sure I did." I'm sorry, but that show is lit. To fucking how many days left? Two days left till the new season and i'm gonna binge watch it like a fucking cigarette addict i'm gonna binge watch that show yeah man it's crazy that it's normal to binge watch shows i'm pretty sure in the next couple of years he'll be like oh no binge watching is as bad as smoking cigarettes um wow that's funny um i just saw something i just the the oh the pie chart on the devices that were used to watch my previous episode is equal. Like, it's like split into four equally, which I just noticed. Which is pretty cool, pretty cool, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Um, so, anyways, I hope you guys are good. Um, sorry for not having a guest this time. Uh, yeah, there's nothing I can speak about. Uh, moment. Work was great. Saturday, Sunday, work. Nowadays, I feel like because I'm back doing stand, I'm back doing it. Like, oh fuck, I have to work. You know, like I can't believe I have to work despite all of this. So it feels like a burden now, but I still enjoy working there. Um, yeah, I think I would have hated it if I remained in 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 the gift shop. I like the gift shop, which is the department I used to work in before. I like it, but I think it's more, it's more, it's less of a burden in the toys department because I'm very much fascinated by the toys that are there. In the gift shop, it's just Harrods signature products. And it's like, ah. Um, work was great. Uni's great. Um, there's this, there's, listen, I don't know if you're in this situation, but there's this girl that has historically flaked me four fucking years and I texted her and then I decided to she ignored my text and I was like fuck it I'm gonna ignore you for the rest of my life I'm gonna make you non-existent uh, so I stopped liking her, her 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 posts I stopped watching her stories and now it's like she's still she's now liking my posts and it's weirding me out and then the other the yesterday I got a call from my friend and then within that sort of region uh, within that sort of region, um, yesterday I got a call from my friend 
who could potentially be a guest on this podcast. I got a call from her and uh, like I called her, but she, before that she texted me, she wanted to contact me. And this was within within the, the sort of scenario of me just ignoring this person because they, I decided to fuck I'm not dealing with them anymore. Like after f- three years of flaking me, I'm like, fuck that shit, you know? Um, yeah, you know, it just speaks to my uh, strength of character for me to remain with a girl that been f- that was just faking me for three years. I know, it's a damn fucking shame. So, I did that, uh, and, like, she, she, she still liking my photos. Like, she never liked my photos. Now that I'm ignoring her post, she's like my photos. It could be like, oh, I just don't know. It could be I'm overanalyzing it, but it's just weird. It's very weird. Um, If you're listening to this, I don't care. I really don't. It's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. Okay. Um, so that happened, and then it's like within that sort of period of me just ignoring this person's post and not watching their stories, I was liking her twin sister's post just to, because I'm cool with her twin sister, and that might have triggered something. I hope it didn't. But um, and then within that, my friend who was supposed to be a guest on this podcast. She was supposed to be the first guest, but she has a history of just ignoring people f- somehow, some way. And uh, she, I knew she wouldn't be reliant, but I just thought, fuck it, let's invite her. She offered to be a guest on the podcast. It wasn't like I was forcing her to. But then she ignores me, and then I'm like, okay. So within that scenario, she, she texts me in a weird way. It was like, hey, how you doing? Without even apologizing for what happened. And I was... I ignored her for a while. But I had that sneaking suspicion that she's using my friend as as a person to check up on my to check up on me. Yeah, in a sense. And to see what's going on with this guy. Like he used to be like crazy about me and now so she's using my friend as as a sort of as a sort of a spy, a double agent. That's what I thought, but it's just me paying proud. I have no conclusive proof for it, but I'm just, it's just me being proud. So I called that friend yesterday, and uh, I told her the, the thing that sort of hinted it, I'm just overanalyzing this, but it's just fun. The thing that sort of hinted it was, um, what's it called? Well, she's like, I'm doing good. I told her I'm doing good. Oh, that you're doing good. Like, she acted surprised about me doing good. Um, that's great, you know, uh, but maybe it's because of the corona pandemic. But I don't know. I just had that sneaking suspicion. I made sure I never mentioned that the the, the, the she who now shall, shall not be named. Then the, the thing. I'm trying to move on, and then it's just it's just a weird coincidence that she texts me back the, um, during the period where I'm just ignoring this lady's post post on Instagram. So it's just hmm, it's just a weird world, strange fucking world. Um. But that could be just me misanalyzing. Uh, but it, it's just, it's just, I, I, given the stories and the dealings I've had with this girl, it's, misanalyzing is not a bad thing. Um, because that woman is confusing. But by a girl, I mean the one that flaked me for three years. Ah. Uh. Yeah, that happened. Supposed to be ranting about it. Um, 
med all gäster jag tar den Hey, can you give us a gift for me, man? Who didn't see us anything? It's like, you're gonna pay, you gotta get, get the money, you're the most money here. Your dad has. And then he said, every interview I made. And then I said, every inch of everything you own, I made better. I'm like, oh, fuck. Because it's true. I'm literally helped him do so much shit for his properties like and then he was like he lifted his thumb up and was like man that's a good answer it's always nice to defeat your dad but it's not like um he's my number one enemy it's more like yeah i had with it the old man yeah you know, it's just a happy feeling because i'll never i'll never be as I never, I don't think I'll ever be my dad. You know how people say, oh, when, when have you killed your father? You know, like, kill your father. As in, like, you've, you've, you've beaten the superior personality of him. And then I'm like, I don't think I'll ever will. Because that man lived a life outside Lee uh, before they had the biggest jewelry in, 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 in Najaf. And then outside Lee somehow managed in the UK. Seven, seven siblings, like, seven kids. Like you think, oh, I had two or three kids of that chapter is over. But no, my dad's cock had a bookmark. You know, <laughs> you know, it's it's it's, it's strange. The man has lived a life, and he's a political analyst. He's never he's never quit. He's been a hustler. He's hustles. He hustles. He hustles. And then got a master's at the age of sixty. Uh, it's just it's, he he's insane. He's insane. I don't think I'll ever beat this man. Um. Okay. Maybe make more money. Even if I make more money than him, and he sees that as a, me being more successful than, I still wouldn't beat the character that he is. You know, there's a, there's a power in him that haunts. I'm not saying this that in a way well, it, where one day my psychiatrist will listen to this and be like, well, yeah, I don't have a therapist. I don't have a shrink. Maybe one day I will. But who knows? Right now I'm just admiring the crazy parts of my own. Uh, neurology um well maybe it's because you haven't defeated your father no i say that in admiration i don't want to defeat my father you know what i mean i have no need to defeat my father you know what i mean um yeah but i remember like as long in terms of money like it should be natural for me to end up making more money than my dad which is why I don't see that as something that shows that I've progressed past him and I've defeated him. It just shows the natural process of life. But in terms of the might of his character, I don't think I'll ever defeat that. And it doesn't haunt me. It's just natural if, if for someone who's lived a life like my dad to be like the, the king of personality to his children. Um, mother loving. Hey, man, I'm so lucky, sir. Have the parents that I have, you know. Mm. Um. Yeah, that's it. That's it, guys. Another quickie, another short episode. This has been episode nineteen of the IMO podcast. I don't know I just don't see the value in in making solo one hour now. Like I can get guests on. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to condense it. I don't think this was a boring episode. I really don't. Um, anyways, love you all. Uh, bye bye. This has been episode 19 of the IMO podcast. 
Adios, uh, amigos.